Many of you get the uh, Jewish Action publication from the OU. It really is an amazing magazine, I must say. And if you check out the um, magazine of the Orthodox Union for summer of 5777, the most recent edition, uh, you could turn to... um, you could turn to page 31 and you'll see an article that says, <coughs> excuse me, an article that's entitled Growing Up in the Public Eye, Children of Rabbis. That's written by Bela Sheva Brenner. Very interesting article. And I do remind you that I am the uh, child of a rabbi. Uh, if you go to page 38, you'll see an article entitled Rabbi's Son Syndrome. Religious Struggle in a World of Religious Ideals, written by Rabbi David Bashevkin. He is with us live via telephone. Rabbi David Bashevkin is Director of Education for NCSY and is a doctoral candidate in public policy and management at the New School in New York. Rabbi David Bashevkin, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thanks so much for having me. Very interesting topic, to say the least. I would love to know who proposed this as the cover story for Jewish Action. Would you happen to know? Uh, well, I'm on the editorial board of Jewish Action. Uh, I think it came from a combination of, I don't know if I'm throwing anybody under the bus, whether or not you <laughs> like it or not, but, but coming to myself and, and, and Gil Student, I believe. They, oh, good people. All right. That's a good committee, actually, when it comes to, pu- to publishing things. Um, well, again, full disclosure, I'm the child of a rabbi, and in addition to that, I believe the... Um, uh, the the Levitz study that cited I don't know if it's you or the other article that had it the Levitz study that cited yeah I said um, I believe my sister I'm not a hundred percent sure about this but I'm ninety nine percent I think she was one of the subjects one of the forty that was interviewed about all this interesting and, yeah I... and it's a very interesting topic because I always wondered growing up once I was able to you know think for myself so to speak. Uh, whether it was a big deal being made about nothing and our lives were very similar to children of people in other professions, or if there really was a lot to this where, you know, if you're from the home of a rabbi and you have that kind of home, you know, there there are additional challenges. Uh, what do you think, somewhere in between or uh, or what? How would you classify it? I do think it's somewhere in between. I mean, I, I, I made it clear, I tried to make it clear in my article where I didn't really do any study you know, I did cite the Levitz article and, and spoke about the phenomenon. I really spoke about the history of the idea, right. showing that the idea, you know, crops up. The, the the Gemara talks about the idea, and it appears kind of throughout history something that rabbis and lay people alike were fascinated by. Uh, but really, to to answer your question, you would need a whole new study, and and that right. I certainly did not undertake it and, and couldn't answer definitively. Yeah, I got that. You also cite a lot of Hasidic examples. What I mean by that are, is the you know the rabbinic legacy that's expected in a family like that, and I wonder if that's very different, and in how many ways it might be different than the average you know American rabbinic experience where you know a kid is born and you know they happen they happen to be the son of a rabbi or the daughter of a rabbi uh, I, I think on the Hasidic end would, would you agree that it's a little bit of a different dynamic maybe to maybe to a degree I think there are things that make it harder growing up in, uh, in an American rabbinate I, the, the most important distinction I would make is growing up in the house of a of a pulpit rabbi who really plays a very different function communally than the house of maybe uh, an educator or the house of uh, 
a principal uh, in a lot of communities that's going to, you know, that person can sit in the back of the row in in shul just like anybody else, as opposed to the rabbi uh, of the shul who's in front. Uh, that might be a little bit more challenging. All right, understood. All right, I got that. Rabbi David Beshevkin is with us. Um, and by the way, the one may ask, what is the benefit of these articles? You know, the one you wrote, the other one that's in Jewish Action. And I assume uh, it's sort of serving as, I don't, I don't know, a, 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 I don't want to say warning, but some type of, uh, of primer for those who are pursuing the rabbinate and what they might you know, some of the challenges they might expect in their families, that, I guess that's one of the functions of it, right? Yeah, I, I don't think the article, I mean, th- this is something I was sensitive to and, and certainly hope I didn't uh, violate. I, I don't want to make anybody's life more difficult. There's no question about that. We actually began this conversation not talking about children of rabbis growing up in the public sphere. We spoke about children of politicians is how our conversation originally began mm. and some of the scrutiny that they go under. And right. I think that the article, I hope, is really relevant for anybody who is religiously idealistic and a reminder um, that religious idealism can at times pose challenges on the family. There's no question about it in my mind. Look, there's expectations of rabbis' children by outsiders, even when the kids are very young, which might, well, I, be, which might be unfair or you know, unjust or, 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 just un, or just insensitive, that's all. And I think those expectations aren't limited to children of rabbis. That's, that's kind of what I hope the point of the article uh, will resonate, even for people who didn't grow up as formerly the child of a rabbi. I think the article helps people deal with and maybe process any sort of expectations that they may grow up with. You know, it's always going to be a double-edged sword in that way. Uh, Rabbi David Beshefkin's with us. What's your observation when it comes to a family, and Chabad families obviously are, are, are primary among them, uh, a family that's really, you know, where every member of the family is really involved in the quote-unquote holy work? Do you think that's better, worse, different? You know, but what's your observation about, you know, the families that really include the kids in the mission? I mean, I can't say this with a straight face, but, you know, some of my closest friends are rabbis. I mean, there's, uh, there's no question when you have a family like that, there's something very right going on, which is the sense that there's a sense of, you know, familial mission that we all want to be a part of this, and we all want to, we don't look at it as expectations, we look at it as, as aspirations and something that we want to continue with. Right. And I think there's nothing more beautiful to see that in the family and kind of a whole group of people all wanting to continue in their parents' or grandparents' legacy. Uh, Rabbi David Beshefkin's with us. The article in Jewish Action, Rabbi's Son Syndrome, Religious Struggle in a World of Religious Ideals. Do you think one of the benefits of the article is that you know, the layperson who's reading it might understand better the dynamic that's happening in a rabbinic family? I certainly hope so, though I, though my guess is that five out of ten people reading it are going to kind of go up to the rabbi's son and elbow them in shul, which is not my intention, and say, hey, I saw there's an article about you. That's probably not the right way to, uh, to take some of these messages to heart. But uh, the hope is, yeah, people will become more sensitive. And, and your, your subtitle, and I don't know if you're responsible for it or not, because titles, uh, you know, authors aren't generally, you know, well, we don't know generally if they are or not, uh, it includes the words religious struggle. Is that the right word? Is it, is it an atmosphere of struggling for the kids in this situation? I think it can be. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's not necessary. It's not always the case. It might not even be, in the majority of cases, that might not be there. Right. But there are instances 
where religiously it can be a struggle. I think any time you grow up in an environment where you feel like decisions have already been made for you, uh, whether it's by your parents or by your community, uh, regardless of whether or not you grew up in a rabbinic home, but any time that you grow up in a world where you feel decisions have already been made for you, there's going to be some sense of struggle of taking ownership of that path that's already been laid out before you. And I think that might be a part of the struggle uh, in some ways that some people who grow up in such homes deal with. All right. Now, now can I give a couple of examples that people need to be aware of when it comes to sensitivity for children of rabbis? Is this from the article? No, this is from my own personal experience. Oh, please. <laughs> First of all, a lot of kids, especially when young, will propose that the family do something, nothing inappropriate, but the family undertake an activity or a trip or something, and and then have to gently be informed that they we don't know if it's the best place for dad to be. We don't know if it's you know if it's the best idea for him to spend the day there. Again, nothing inappropriate, but just you know th- th- that we would generally say. But just you know, you have to sometimes be prepared for that. That you're going to be disappointed for that reason. Oh, you know, because of my father, I can't go ahead and do that. So that's one thing I would say. And the other one, I'll never forget, and I tell this story all the time. <laughs> my my father had discovered when we were very very young uh, that, we had, that we had never been to a major league baseball game, right? He he had he discovered this, he had, you know, at at some point, and he insisted that he was going to take us to our first major league baseball game. After all, you know, how is it possible that you know a good American boy is growing up and hasn't you know hasn't yet gone? So the the game was scheduled for a Sunday, a Sunday at the end of August, and I will tell you <laughs> that that my mother spent hours hours managing the expectations of her children because you know what a Sunday in any rabbi's life might mean it could be a bris it could be a god forbid a funeral or something else a Sunday could be a very important pastoral day and warning us that and letting us know it's very possible and at the last moment things could be canceled and moved etc etc and thank god we ended up going to the game but now of course at this age I understand better when it comes to schedule that it's not not always easy and and you point out I believe it's in your article that your rabbis really are always on call and we think of doctors and other professions that are always on call when it comes to rabbis especially those of large congregations and significant communities they are always on call so just wanted to tell those and get those off my chest Absolutely. Yeah. I, I happen to be the son of a doctor, so in that way I feel uh, kindred spirits. And uh, one of my first baseball games growing up, I actually went with a close friend of mine back in elementary school who was the, uh, the, the child of a, of a pulpit rabbi. Ah. And we, we had a great uh, birthday party at a Mets game. You see, how, you see how these things work out? It's unbelievable. <laughs> rabbi David Bashevkin is with us. Rabbi Son Syndrome is the title of the article. You'll find it in Jewish Action. The issue is summer 5777. How are things going with NCSY? All we hear is amazing things. Fantastic. Planes have already landed in Israel. We have uh, largest summer ever in NCSY uh, summer, both in Israel and in the States. Yeah, it's amazing. The numbers are incredible, and the work that's being done is really remarkable. And, uh, well, kudos to the entire staff for doing Fantastic work. All right, everyone should look for the article. Rabbi Beshevkin, anything you want to add about uh, researching this specific topic? Just to be, uh, to, be, to be sensitive and realize that uh, 
growing up in the house of anybody can always come with expectations, but could also be the best thing in the world. And and I hope both of those things uh, transmitted. Yeah, no question about it. There's plenty of positive and plenty of inspiring things and wonderful things to stay with you the rest of your life, and those should not be minimized. I agree with you 100%. Thanks so much for joining me today. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Rabbi David Bashev can check out Jewish Action, everybody. A very interesting, uh, actually two articles, the one Rabbi Beshefkin wrote and the one I cited earlier, uh, which is um, which is entitled Growing Up in the Public Eye, Children of Rabbis in the Limelight by, by, by Bela Sheva Brenner. Both of those articles in Jewish Action, Summer 5777. 19 minutes after 8 o'clock. Plenty more coming up. It is JM in the AM. <laughs> 